The next season of Bearcats men's basketball will be the most important season in the program's history, at least in the modern era. Why? Because the Bearcats are moving to the Big 12 in the next coming years. And the Big 12 has had some pretty good success in the NCAA tournament so far this year. Plus, I got a thought about watching the Bearcats and what it used to be like watching all Cincinnati sports. It's all coming up on Locked On Bearcats. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On this Tuesday, March 22nd of 2022, 322-22. Yeah, last month was 222-22. That was more fun. Uh, anyway, welcome to this edition of Locked On Bearcats. I'm your host, Alex Frank. Where today's episode of Locked On Bearcats is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineups you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. Well, now this episode that I'm recording, this episode that I'm recording, we know the Sweet 16 field. We know that there are multiple Big 12 teams in the Sweet 16, three to be exact, Kansas, Texas Tech, and Iowa State. And there is a chance we could see an all-Big 12 Elite Eight matchup in the Midwest region, Kansas and Iowa State, if they both win their Sweet 16 games on Friday, they will play in the Elite Eight on Sunday. That game is in Chicago, not a far drive if you want to go watch future Big 12 basketball. So the Bearcats are moving to the Big 12 in the next coming years. It could be 2023. Next year, it could be 2024. We don't know just yet. But that doesn't mean that we can't talk about the possibility of Cincinnati moving in 2023 to the Big 12, and the Bearcats' next men's basketball season is the most important season in the history of the program. At least in the modern era, I would argue the most important in program history. And I've said that the the next football season is the most important, and for different reasons, most important in the football program's history. But I would argue that it's the same for for men's basketball, the most important season. And I would also... But it's for different reasons. It's for different reasons. So men's basketball. You know, I've said on this show that this is a football city and a football campus and a football university. But men's basketball, historically, and maybe to some degree still is, this university's signature program. What this university hangs its hat on when it comes to collegiate athletics is its men's basketball program. Look at the state that it's in right now. Seriously, look at the state that it's in right now. Three straight years, really two, of missing the NCAA tournament. They were in danger of missing the NCAA tournament in 2020 before no one made the NCAA tournament due to COVID-19. There was... Um, this is a program that is not where it used to be and not where it wants to be. In the modern era of Bearcats men's basketball, 
the man who built the program, Bob Huggins. Yes, the Bearcats won titles in 61 and 62 under Ed Jucker. I understand that. And those were historically great teams. They went to five straight Final Fours. They played in three consecutive NCAA tournament game, championship games. Losing one in triple overtime to Loyola Chicago. Down the down the road in Louisville. So this this is a this is a traditionally so historically this is a really good program. And in the nineties, they made the NCAA tournament fourteen straight years. Fourteen straight years, meaning they made the NCAA tournament twenty three times. Uh, twenty three times in a twenty eight year stretch. Right, there are five straight years where they missed the tournament. 23 out of 28. Modern era of Bearcats men's basketball. Bob Huggins built the program. Mick Cronin got it back just a little bit under where Bob Huggins had it. But we're entering in, we're entering a new era. The Bearcats are going to be in a Power 5 conference. By definition... For the first time in program history, in the long storied history of Bearcats men's basketball, they're about to be in a Power 5 conference for the first time in program history in 2023 or 2024, whenever it is. This has never happened before. This, this is... Um, this is This is going to be an uncharted environment for Cincinnati, but they need to be ready to move to the Big 12. This season, they have to show that the Big 12 made a good decision to take Cincinnati. While conference realignment is driven by football, and the Bearcats football program is ready to compete in the Big 12, the Big 12 is unbelievably good in basketball. Unbelievably good. In the last, what is it? In the last three NCAA tournaments, the three? Yes, 2021, 2019, and 2018. At least one Big 12 team has made the Final Four. The last two NCAA tournaments have featured a Big 12 team playing for the national championship. One of those teams won the national championship. The Big 12 is not only great in the regular season, the Big 12 is also great in the postseason. And if you need evidence, look at this year. You've got Kansas, you've got Texas Tech, and you've got Iowa State. And there's a good chance, I would say, without looking at percentages, without looking at anything mathematically correct, just based on instincts and guts, I believe one of those three teams will be in the Final Four. There's a good chance of that, at least. There's a good chance that one of those three teams will be in the Final Four. I would say Kansas has the best the best chance followed by Texas Tech, and then Iowa State. Cincinnati has to be ready to compete. I'm watching TCU in Arizona on Sunday night, one of the best second-round games in the history of the NCAA tournament, if not the best second-round game. TCU gave Arizona everything they had. TCU fought till the bitter end. As Avery Johnson said in the broadcast on TBS following the final buzzer, there is nothing to be ashamed of if you're a member of that if the TCU men's basketball program. There is nothing to be ashamed of. You went up against the number two team in the country and you took them 
15 rounds. That was an incredibly high-played college basketball game. Unbelievable. Um, other Big 12 teams who went down, Texas gave Purdue all they could handle. That was a really good game. Other Big 12 teams who went down, I'm trying, I'm losing, losing uh, my train of thought here. Um, there were other Big 12 teams who unfortunately lost over the, over the weekend and in the tournament, but they still, this is a conference that Oklahoma State was suspended from postseason play this year. They're going to be back. Now I'm kicking myself trying to think of who, how many teams from the Big 12 in the tournament? Kansas, Iowa State, Texas Tech, Baylor, they put up an incredible fight. TCU put up an incredible fight. So that means Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Kansas State, Oklahoma, and there's one other team I'm missing. I'll think about it in a minute, I'm sure. Um, anyway, there's one other, I know there's, there's one other team I'm missing. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, West Virginia. I'll think about it. Anyway, um, my point is the competition in the Big 12 is fierce. I mean, it is going to be a – there's, and now I'm trying to think about the other team. And I'm going to be kicking myself over this. Texas, Baylor, TCU, Texas Texan. I'll, I'll think about it. Anyway, you have all these teams in the Big 12. They're physical. You know, they're well-rounded. They are battle-tested. And you have to go up against that in two years. And watching the Bearcats play last year, they couldn't compete with USF, and they struggled with East Carolina, and they lost to Tulsa. Now put them up against Kansas, TCU, Texas Tech, Baylor, Iowa State. You're gonna put them up. You're gonna put them up against those teams. They have to prove this year in a conference that might just be getting better. The American. Based on what I've seen from Houston, they're off to the Sweet 16, and they can give Arizona a game. Memphis almost took down the number one team in the country in Gonzaga. They're getting better. Penny Hardaway, say what you want about him. That program is finding its stride. He's been there now for four years, and this is his first tournament appearance. They won the NIT last year. They've got incredible momentum. Where the program is right now, it's a far cry from where they were three years ago. I go back to that comment from a fan in The Athletic. They don't scar and scare teams like they used to. Where this program is going, they're going to the Big 12. It might be the best basketball conference in the country. Remember how I said when, when UC gets to the Big 12, you're going to be scoreboard watching every night? Every single game is going to feel like a Sweet 16 NCAA tournament game or Elite 8 NCAA tournament game. At least second round. My goodness. I mean, I'm like I said, TCU Arizona. That was a second round game. Just imagine what the games are going to be like in the Sweet 16 and the Elite 8 this week. This program has to be on firm footing going into the Big 12. 
if this program goes out next year and finishes 500, like let's say they finish 17 and 15 or 17 and 16, maybe like seven and 11 in, in the AAC. You want to take that to the big 12? I don't. If they go out and finish 24 and eight and then finish like 12 and six in the conference. Okay. That's better. You know, I'm not saying the Bearcats have to make the tournament next year. I, I will say this, though. Making the tournament would be a huge bonus. It would make me feel a lot better going to the conference. Houston's going to the Big 12. They reload every, they've reloaded every year since that 2019 season where they were 30, what, 33 and 4 or something like that. They have reloaded every year. It might have been, what was it? It was like 30. They only had three losses before the NCAA tournament. Like that team was really good. They have, I mean, they have totally reloaded every year since 2019. Memphis is bringing in players. You know, they had some issues earlier this season. They rebounded. They were a nine seed in the tournament, and major props to them. They won a game over Boise State in Boise State's backyard, essentially in Portland. And then they almost took and they almost took down Gonzaga. They were up ten at the half. This is a much. That's a. This conference can get Cincinnati ready for the Big Twelve. They need to form an identity, though. The Big 12 has an identity. You know, you have to be able to compete in a conference that is very physical, the Big 12. You have to be able to make shots. Everybody's going to know everybody so well that it comes down to the little things. And if Cincinnati does have a more successful season next year in men's basketball, which I do believe they will, yeah, it's going to be fun scoreboard watching every night in the Big 12. Every single game is going to feel like an NCAA tournament game. The fan bases are much more passionate. You're going to have, you know, much more exposure. You're going to be on ESPN Big Monday. You're going to be on CBS on the weekend. You're going to be on Saturday Showcase, College Game Day. But you have to make the Big 12 look good for inviting you. Football is what drives conference realignment, yes. But men's basketball does have a large play in this, given that the Big 12 is a very, very good Men's basketball conference. Baylor's the reigning national champions. They won't win, win it again this year. But, man, did they give North Carolina everything they could handle. And don't think if you're up 25 against them that the game is over because that's not. Kansas has went to the Final Four in 2018. Texas Tech came within a defensive breakdown away from winning the national championship in 2019. One of the most egregious breakdowns in the end of the game I've ever seen. They left DeAndre Hunter wide open for three in the final seconds of regulation against Virginia in the national championship. Kansas won a national championship in 2003. Um, Kevin Durant played in this conference back in the mid-2000s. Excuse me. So it is, and, and as a conference, it's gotten better over the years. Like it only has, I think, two national champions since 1997 when it formed. It's a good conference, though, and you have to be ready for it. And that's why next year, next year's men's basketball season. And also in terms of recapturing the fan base as a whole. Like, I felt like I got the sense last year, and maybe this is just me. Like, on a day the Bearcats were playing. Oh, the Bearcats are playing. Okay. Like, did the games not matter as much? I remember, I like, when I was a student, my first two years, I lived, I lived my life both personally, socially, and academically. And um, when I was a sports director of Aircast Media, by the next game. Like, when's the next game? That's how I live my life, man. Like, those games have mattered. Kind of don't right now. 
football's taken over this university so much, and the basketball's just kind of eh, lurking, just, you know, it's there. Nothing else. But if you can recapture the fan base, going to the Big 12, that's huge. It's so important next season that the Bearcats get somewhat back on track. And I think they will. Because I don't think they want to go through what they went through back in the late 2000s and 2010. I don't think they want to, I don't think this program and this university wants to do that. All right, coming up next, um, the what I've seen from the Big 12 throughout this tournament. We'll get to some other thoughts um, on the Sweet 16 that now we know the field is set. You thought TCU-Arizona was a great game on Sunday? Oh, just you wait, because there are going to be some great games, I think, this weekend. The one matchup I hope to see Saturday night in San Francisco. It's all coming up next on Lockdown Bearcats. But first, I need to tell you about Stat Hero because, man, I love and I hate those buzzer beaters. Oh, Arizona almost had a buzzer beating dunk on Sunday. The drama, but oh, the pain when you were on the other side of it. I've experienced it with Chris Jenkins and Villanova in the 2016 National Championship and Octavius Ellis not getting the ball out of his hands in time on a dunk at the buzzer against St. Joseph's for the Bearcats in the 2016 first round. I needed the ball to be out of his hands just a second earlier. It didn't happen. But with Stat Heroes NCAA single-game pickems, it pits the star players against each other. An amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. You can take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. So you can take any lineup from a game this week. You want to take Chet Holmgren and Drew Timmy from Gonzaga. Maybe pair it with Chris Likes and J.D. Note from Arkansas. Or maybe you want to go uh, Ben uh, Matherin and Coloco from Arizona. Pit them against Fabian White Jr. and Kyler Edwards of Houston. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash lockdown. Use promo code lockdown for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash lockdown. Use promo code lockdown for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash lockdown. Promo code lockdown. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Alex Frank here with you on this Tuesday, March 22nd of 2022. Uh, it's beautiful down here in Macon, Georgia. I I, I hear it's getting. I, I, someone told me um, that the weather is. It keeps going from thirty to seventy up in Cincinnati. So, yeah, uh, that is something I don't really miss. I miss Cincinnati. I miss Skyline Chili. Um, I miss Penn Station. You name it. La Rosa's Pizza. There is some good food down here in Georgia too, though. Uh, anyway. So the Big 12, I'm watching the NCAA tournament. And obviously, the game of the weekend is, without question, TCU-Arizona. TCU and Arizona was one of the best second-round games I've ever seen, like I said. I thought UCF-Duke was the best second-round game I've seen in 2019. This game tops that. Arizona, you think about their history in the NCAA tournament. In years past... And this is just and this is just a quick um, aside here. See, I do remember some stuff learning Shakespeare. Um, that game is a game that Arizona loses in tournaments past. 
2017 Sweet 16 against Xavier, they lost by two. The Elite Eight in 2015 and 2014 against Wisconsin, they lost by one point in 2014, and they lost by six points in 2015. 2012 Elite Eight against UConn, they lose by two. 2005 Elite Eight against Illinois, they blow a monstrous lead in the final five minutes. Illinois comes back and wins the game. All these games in years past are games that Arizona finds a way to lose. This one, they found a way to win. And keep in mind, they're doing this with a first-year head coach and Tommy Lloyd. Like, when they needed to step up, when they needed to, when the game was hanging in the balance, their two best players, Matherin and Coloco, stepped up and delivered. Arizona has underachieved in NCAA tournaments past. I picked them to win this year because, like I said, I watched them against UCLA in the Pac-12 championship, and I said to myself, holy crud, they look good. That's a team that can win a national championship. And sure enough, they're still alive. They've won the game that pushed them 15 rounds. And there might be another game. But early on, they show that they were not upset bound. When the game was hanging in the balance, they were the better team. In years past, they weren't. But on the other side, and going back to this being a Cincinnati Bearcats podcast, it's the Bearcats are going to the Big 12. TCU, who has never made the Sweet 16 in, in program history, you have to think that they're going to get there at some point after watching that game on Sunday. Jamie Dixon has done a hell of a job with that program. Jamie Dixon built Pittsburgh into a really good program, and he's building TCU into a Big 12 contender. TCU was finished fifth in the Big 12, and they were in the semifinals of the Big 12 tournament. They crushed Seton Hall by 27 in the first round, and they nearly beat Arizona. We think of the Big 12, we think of Kansas, we think of Baylor. Kansas is moving on to the Sweet 16. Baylor nearly did. But there's TCU. The amount, the depth that the Big 12 has in terms of teams is remarkable. And it's going to make for a fun conference for Cincinnati to be in. And then you bring in Houston, who's really good. You bring in UCF, who has some down here this year, but they've had some success in years past. They went to the NCAA tournament in 2019. And then you have BYU coming in, who just missed out on the tournament this year. They played in the West Coast Conference, which I think is a better conference than what people give it credit for. Given you saw three teams make the NCAA tournament this year, one team, two teams advanced to the second round, one team who nearly did, had they not run into a and then not run into a very, very good Murray State team. So this is a conference that is going to be really fun to watch. I've argued the Big the Big 12 right now it only has 10 teams. It's going to have 12 teams once the four teams who are going in join it and Texas and Oklahoma leave. And from a basketball perspective, you're not losing you're you're not losing two you know, major opponents. Football, you might be. But but strictly from a men's basketball perspective, you're not losing much. You still have Kansas. You still have Baylor. You still have Iowa State. You still have West Virginia. By the way, Iowa State. TJ Otzelberger should be National Coach of the Year on the sole basis that he took an Iowa State program that won two games last year overall. Yes, two games overall last year. And now, 
is one of 16 teams left playing in the Sweet 16. And who's to say they can't beat Miami in, in, in the Sweet 16 on Friday in Chicago? That is their backyard. Iowa State. That is their backyard. Miami's got to come to Chicago. I mean, cyclones and hurricanes in the Windy City on Friday. Shelter in place. Cincinnati's going to be going up against those teams in West Virginia. West Virginia is interesting because they always have they always have one of those down years. And then the next year, they're right back in the tournament. Like 2019, they were terrible. The next year, when COVID shortened everything, they were going to be a tournament team. Next year, they were a three seed in the tournament. West Virginia will bounce back eventually. And by the way, Bob Huggins, outstanding on TV. Outstanding on March Madness's coverage. Second round, Saturday and Sunday, phenomenal. He's, he's really good on TV. Love the guy on Inside March Madness following all the games Saturday and Sunday. Anyway, so the Big 12 is going to bring you know, an identity of physicality. And the Bearcats program is built off of that. They have to get back to that, but they have to, you know, the Big 12 has some fun teams to watch. They're well-balanced. You look at Kansas, you look at Baylor, you look at Texas Tech, you look at Iowa, well, maybe not as much to an extent Iowa State, but you look at all these schools. You look at all these schools that, and these teams that play with just, you know, they, they're physical, they're fun to watch, they score, they can shoot, they can rebound. That's the conference Cincinnati's going into. But they have to prove they can beat teams like USF and Tulsa before they can go to the Big 12. One more thought from the tournament of this past weekend, because yesterday's episode I recorded before all the games ended Sunday. So I'm watching Sunday's games. And multiple Big Ten schools, three, the first three games of, the, uh, of Sunday, Big Ten, actually the first four games. Is that right? Yeah. The first four, the first four games featured Big Ten schools. L, 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 L. All four teams took L's. Only one, only two Big Ten schools out of nine who made the tournament are in the Sweet 16, Michigan and Purdue. Think about that for a minute. And the Big Ten is regarded as one of the best conferences in college basketball, maybe the best conference. I don't, I don't disagree with that. The Big Ten, is, you, have to, you have to be tough to play in that conference. That conference is a bloodbath night in and night out, upsets every single night. But the problem, I think, is this, and I finally realized it. I finally thought about this. Because the Big Ten beats each other up so violently and brutally that by the time their teams make the tournament, they are exhausted, and they can't mentally get themselves ready to play for an NCAA, for an NCAA tournament game. And that's why they lose early. So why Iowa who won 15 rounds in the Big Ten tournament, had to win four games to win a Big Ten championship, ousted in the first round by a team who had to win four games themselves in their tournament just to make the tournament in Richmond. It's why, I mean, the teams, it's why Ohio State, they, they could barely score against Loyola, and they couldn't score when they needed to against Villanova. Purdue 
I mean, they only played three games in the Big Ten tournament. They're fresh. Jaden Ivey went off on Sunday against Texas. They might be the best team left in that region. I, I My Purdue Final Four pick is looking pretty good. Michigan State, um, they, they, didn't, they didn't have enough left in them when they played Duke. All these teams, Wisconsin, didn't, Wisconsin was taken 12 rounds by a toothpaste manufacturing company in Colgate. And then I, I said to someone, if that happens, imagine what a cyclone can do to them. And lo and behold, Iowa State took them to the woodshed in terms of physicality. Illinois lost to Houston, barely beat Chattanooga, and it showed in their game against Houston. All these Big Ten schools that made the NCAA tournament, they're out. Indiana won a first four game ugly against Wyoming, couldn't compete with St. Mary's. Rutgers lost to Notre Dame in double overtime. Like, yeah, the Big Ten has struggled mightily in, 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 turn, in this tournament and in years past. Last year, they put, what, nine teams in the field? I remember one year they were going to put 11 teams in the field. That's how good the conference was. And yet, we go some years without the Big Ten getting a team in the Final Four. Just a little quick side note there. Um... So perhaps playing in the Big 12, if you want tournament success, go there. The Big 10 produced a Final Four team in 2019 and in 2018. Has not produced one since. And may not produce one this year either. Although I still think Purdue is going to go to the Final Four. That's my bracket pick. All right, when we come back, I got a thought about Cincinnati sports as a whole, particularly with the Bearcats and the men's basketball program right now. It's been... It's been lurking. It's been mumbling. It's been, um, uh, what's the word? It's been bubbling in my head for a few years. And now I think it's time to shed light on it. That's next on Lockdown Bearcats. But first, it's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. The Sweet 16 is here. And from all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. Bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. And once again, thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Alex Frank here with you on this Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022, the second day of spring. Not the first, the second. Day of spring. All right. So the the Bearcats watching them the last two years in basketball, not pretty. And it makes me think, and it makes me think that there are so many other fun teams to watch. Oh, I wish I was a fan of this team. Oh, I wish I was a fan of a team in this conference. And like we have to watch these games as fans and hosts of a daily podcast on the team that we cover. But it's boring. Like The Bearcats right now are boring to watch. And they were boring in the McRonin era. But they won. So when, when boring leads to winning, okay, that's fine. But when boring doesn't lead to winning, you ask yourself, what's in it for me? You ask yourself that question, what's in it for me? 
So the last two years, I'm watching the Bearcats, and, and particularly this year, and I'm watching all these other conferences and all these conference battles, Big Ten, Big 12, Big East even. Like, why are we so boring to watch? And we play in the, in the most boring conference with these teams that nobody thinks of in the American. The Big East, at least, has UConn, Villanova, St. John's, Creighton, teams who make the NCAA tournament, Marquette. Like, at least there are fun teams in these conferences. You want to watch, you want to be a part of a conference that's fun, that gets national exposure, that plays in a fun conference tournament. Look at the first game of the AAC tournament between the Bearcats and East Carolina this year, and look at the first tournament game in the Big 12 between West Virginia and Kansas State. And what you'll see is a massive difference in attendance. Like I've said, the Big 12 attendance at the, at the conference tournament for the Big 12 is phenomenal. That is going to be fun for Cincinnati to be a part of. They build this nice arena in Fort Worth, Texas, Dickey's Arena, and they can't fill the lower bowl even half full for a conference tournament game. whoop de do. I mean, it, it, it is just, it, it's boring. When the Bengals were boring and wouldn't and weren't active in free agency, and they didn't have this big armed quarterback or this big game receiver, highlight reel making receiver, I found it more fun to watch other teams play, like the Saints, like the Packers, like the Cowboys, like the Rams, the uh, Chiefs, the Bills, the Ravens, hell, even the Browns. Now that the Bengals have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, they're more fun to watch. Very much more fun to watch. Like it's an actual, it's an offense that is electric. Joe Burrow is a franchise quarterback, top five in the league. Jamar Chase, it might be a top five wide receiver in the NFL. The Bearcats right now, from a, um, from just the team themselves and the conference they. It's itself and the conference they play in, it's not fun to watch. And that's why when John Brandon was hired, I was really hopeful because I thought, okay, at least there's going to be a fun brand of basketball. It's going to win games in the NCAA tournament. And then they don't even get to play in the tournament. And the Brandon era is over before it even started. If you think about it. You can make an argument that that is the case, that the John Brennan era was over before it even started. John Brennan talked about all these things in his introductory press conference. Oh, we want to do this and that. You know, we want to have a style of play that invigorates the fan base and captures their hearts. And at that point, when he said that, I'm like, oh, okay, this guy's great. Instead, it was an offense that was turnover prone, that missed a lot of shots, that didn't play together. That, you know, even when they were playing at their best, it was like, eh, it wasn't that easy. It took a lot of effort. You know, boring can win. I mean, Cincinnati made nine straight NCAA tournaments playing 57 to 55 games five times a year in conference play. And And that's underselling it. It was probably way more than that. Um, but not when it counts. When it counts, you want to have a fun style of play, like Arizona, sharing the ball, 
making shots, offensive rebounds, put back dunks, fast paced. Purdue can shoot the lights out from three. They lead the country in three point shooting. Gonzaga, so efficient, so fun to watch, so smooth with offense. Duke, so balanced. You know, they get after it every single game. And all these teams come from Power Five conferences. You know, Villanova has won two national championships. Um, excuse me, in the last um, six years or 10 years, I should say, 2016, 2018, so seven years. They, they don't come from a Power 5 conference. And then look at UConn won two national championships. They weren't in a Power 5 conference. But most of your Power 5, most of your NCAA champions are coming from Power 5 conferences. Conferences that are fun to watch, they get the best players, and they win in the month of March. The West Coast Conference, then again, had three teams make the NCAA tournament and nearly a fourth. Is the American that much better than the West Coast Conference? I don't think it is. The West Coast Conference, at least, is makes more sense geographically. So being a Bearcats fan makes you want to be a fan of other teams. You wish you were a fan of them because they're more fun to watch. They play in a more fun conference, more fun conference tournaments, sold-out crowds. Fans are going to tune into those games as opposed to the American Championship on ESPNU. Those are the games you want to watch. Those are the teams you want to watch. Now, if Cincinnati gets good again next year, then we'll have a different conversation. And if the Bear and when the once the Bearcats join the Big 12, whenever that is, then it'll be more fun to talk about. The games will mean more, both from a football and basketball perspective. All right, time for me to uh go for today, but we'll have more on the Sweet 16 matchups. Uh, later this week, I cannot wait for the Sweet 16. I said I was going to tell you the one matchup I hope we see this weekend in the NCAA tournament, Gonzaga-Duke. In the Elite Eight, Saturday night in San Francisco. I really hope we see that game. I would love it if we saw Gonzaga versus Duke. Gonzaga, is this the year they're going to win the national championship? And Coach K, it could be his final game. It could be. Talk about a heavyweight matchup and a lot on the line. That game gives you that. That's going to be a whale of a good time if it happens. And I think it, and I think it can. And I think it will. Anyway, that's going to do it for me here on Lockdown Bearcats. Thanks for making it your first listen every day. Now make your second listen locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up tomorrow, like I said, more on the Sweet 16, uh, more from Bearcats men's basketball, Bearcats football. We'll get to that. Uh, Not a lot of news coming out of football that I've seen. It's kind of weird. Although then again, maybe if I – I mean, Justin hasn't written much recently, and I can go back and check my emails, make sure I didn't miss anything. But we'll we'll get to maybe – what we uh, haven't touched on yet from football because spring practice in full swing, spring pre- spring game is coming up. A lot to get to. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore 90 with two N's, N-N-A-T-I. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, and email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. For Lockdown Bearcats, I'm Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow.